Welcome to Lessons with Mike. I'm here with special guest, Jesse. Hey, I'm Jesse. Yes, he is. Today, we're going to talk about something that is very important. Uh, the season two trailer just premiered for the show Primal. So we're going to discuss the show Primal. We're going to discuss season one. And yeah, so we first found out about Primal, I guess, uh, when the trailer first came out years ago. When was that? 2019. Wow. Seems like a lot longer than that. It does. Time is weird. But anyway, um, we're going to go over Primal real quick, season one recap. So season one of Primal starts off with this caveman named Spear. Um, and let me just say, Primal's a great show. Um, there's no speaking, so, but there's so much expression conveyed in the facial expressions, in the movements of the characters, in the grunts and the sounds and the screams. There's so much emotion. The sound work in that show is so peak. It is incredible, and it was directed by and created by. I believe it's pronounced Gindy Tartakovsky, the same guy who did Samurai Jack in the original Clone Wars. Yeah, so the animation is very good. So episode one, um, it has the caveman. Um, let me just say right off the bat, it's not historically accurate uh, because cavemen and Tyrannosaurus rexes and megalodons and woolly mammoths are not from the same time period. But that's okay. It's a really good show, so I don't care. <laughs> I don't watch it for the historical accuracy. So episode one, Spear and Fang sees the caveman uh, and his cave wife and his cave children. And they're just having a good time. He's, uh, he's teaching his cave son how to hunt. This is actually true. And we know Native Americans used to do this, so it's very likely that earlier humans used to do it as well. They would uh, put on the, the, the skin of a dead animal to get up close to other animals for hunting purposes. Remember that, Jesse? I do. Yeah, so episode one, Spear the Caveman, and uh, what were they, ceratosauruses? Uh, I believe people said they were just a horned tyrannosaur, but it didn't really give a genus name. Okay, they looked like ceratosaurs. There was these vicious ceratosaurs, and Spear is, he sees... Jesse, describe what happens. Oh, so basically Spear's on a hunting... I forget what exactly Spear was doing, but he hears the screams of... I believe it was either his wife or one of his kids, and he runs back to the And he campsite. sees them getting eaten. Yeah. And he's too late. There's nothing he can do. And he wants to kill himself. Mm -hmm. But rage, like so many other things in real life, rage fuels people to continue onward. And he was angry. He was determined to kill this creature. So he had his spear... He took it in there to go kill the creature, and... Well, there was some other stuff, too. What's the other stuff, Jesse? Well, one of the most coolest parts of that season is when Spear's on the cave, and he's about to jump, but then right before he jumps, he sees an image of his family in the sky. Exactly. The memory of his family kept him on, and he was like, you know, we gotta keep going. So he goes to the cave. What does he find in the cave? He find Well, to get to the cave point, he was out hunting, not too long after the whole cliff experience and he sees a smaller tyrannosaur a blue tyrannosaur so he he i think he misremembers the blue tyrannosaur who's named fang as the one of them who killed the mom and the babies and then he follows fang into the cave and it turns out fang has her own babies too that's correct and then the the horned dinosaurs attack yeah the site so fang so spear is about to kill uh, the normal Tyrannosaurus, right? Mm -hmm. But then when he sees the young dinosaurs, he's reminded of his own family, and he decides not to kill them. And then the horned Tyrannosaurus attack, and Spear and Fang are able to kill most of them, but the big one eats Fang's offspring. 
And at this point, um, they, they Spear and Fang work together, and it's great. The great choreography between the two, the teamwork. They work together, they beat the Alpha, and then they go on their own, they, they join forces and wander around aimlessly. Yeah. And what's also cool about Primal is that it's very violent and very bloody. Like, for example, in the first episode, Fang, the Tyrannos, the blue Tyrannosaur, is fighting one of the other Tyrannosaurs. And the way Fang bites into the head of the Tyrannosaur, it basically rips off the top jaw from it. Yeah, it's very violent. And let's just say Fang is the Fang is built like a tank. She is durable, can withstand any the amount of stuff that she's able to withstand is incredible. But now we're going to move on to episode two, the river, river of snakes. snakes. And I really love snakes. Uh, but the episode starts off showing the disagreements between Fang and Spear. And of course, they're not going to get along because one is a Tyrannosaur and one is a human person. So there's issues. Fang is taking more food for himself than Spear is, or for herself yeah. than Spear is. Uh, but they, they work together. And by the end of the episode, they resolve these issues. There's, uh, a storm and some snakes. I don't remember much about that episode, though. <laughs> they fought a giant <laughs> snake, which was, I believe, a Titanoboa. Yes. Now and then. Oh, yes. Then instead of hunting separately, I remember this because they would hunt separately. Yeah. And after this episode, Spear rides on Fang, and they hunt together, and they're so much more effective. The metaphor, people. You like Planet of the Apes. Apes together, strong. Because we are, we are all just apes, whether you're an ape with hair or an ape with scales or an ape with wings. We are all apes, and we got to work together to be strong. Interesting plan of the apes analogy there, brother. It was, yes, for sure. Uh, what's episode three? Let me episode think. Episode three is a The mammoth. Death. Oh, I love that episode. So basically, they find a dead mammoth. Uh, in some cold areas. Well, they killed the... It was a elder mammoth. It was. was. by itself, and they killed it for they food. They did. They did kill it for food. And the tribe of other mammoths came back, and they beat the crap out of Spear and Fang. And then they're like, oh, take the bones back. And then the mammoths left. And that was such a beautiful scene. Yeah, like... Well, what I believe happened was Fang was about to attack another... Not Fang. Spear was about to attack another mammoth with the tusk of the deceased mammoth that they killed and the elven well mammoth herd just stopped attacking them and because all they wanted was the relic of their fallen friend yeah they have graveyards and everything yeah there was at the end of the episode they went to an elephant graveyard and they the put the tusk did. there and they were like and it was really sweet and then i'm looking at the episode list right now episode four terror under the blood moon was that great episode I don't remember that one. That much. was the one with the raptors and the vampire bats and the giant spider. Oh, yes. They're running from this group of raptors. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's like a big thing throughout the episode. They're running and they're running. And they're running still. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to just move on to episode five. Wait, wait, wait. I still want to. You, you have some more stuff from episode four? Okay, go for it. Yeah. And there was like an interesting thing, too, where Spear gets captured by the vampire bats. Well, giant bats, and then Fang decides to play dead so she can go get captured. Because she can't climb up the mountain. Yes. She plays dead so she can get picked up there. Mm -hmm. And then they fight the giant spider thing, and how it dies is basically Spear takes a horn of a triceratops skull and rams it through its head. 
Yes, and I love that very I love watching Spear and Fang kill things. And then at the end of the episode they go through the field where the raptors are. And the raptors are, are they, still there. It's it's cyclical. It's cyclical. It starts off with them being chased by raptors, it ends with them being chased by raptors. No matter what in life, you will be chased by raptors. Well what happened was they were getting chased by the whole swarm of bats and then the raptors were still in the tall grass yes. of the lost world and they fought each other, the bats and the raptors did. Side, and Spear and Fang got side note, the best scene from the Lost World is when those raptors are taking down the people in the grass. Yes. That was beautiful. Anyway, episode five, probably the my top episode. three. Definitely my best. top three. So in this episode, Spear and Fang finally have some peace. They find a nice little quiet area. And this whole time you're thinking, is Spear the only cave dweller left? Are there more? Are there others? And there's some some hominid type creatures resembling uh, early proto apes, or maybe monkeys. Even who knows? Ape men. Ape men is what they're called in the episode. So, the ape men, after Fang and Spear get to this oasis, they have a good time. They catch fish. They just relax a bit. The ape men kidnap them. And Jesse, what happens? And then what happens is they wake up, and it turns out that the ape men are actually holding a tournament. And there's this weird, mysterious black goo that some of the combatants drink. And the combatants are mainly gorillas. And what it does is it turns them into like super King Kong-sized monsters. Yes, and this one drank like one drop and then beats up Fang. It is so sad. Yeah, breaks and her leg. Breaks her legs, breaks her bones. It's, it's very sad. And then Fang like roars and then has to stop because she's coughing up blood. It's so sad. And then Spear, so outraged breaks his restraints, drinks the whole amount of fluid, and rips them all to shreds in the most glorious scene. It he, is fantastic. He basically turns into a prehistoric Hulk. He kills all of them graphically. He punches one so hard it's like his head explodes. He grabs one by the he he grabs one by the head and then just squeezes. Squeezes it like some sort of fruit. Oh, it was such a good scene. And what's also cool about that scene Excuse is me. when he transforms into the prehistoric Hulk, they all immediately Zerg rush him, thinking they could beat him. And then as their numbers keep depleting, they try to run away from him. Oh, no, he's not letting them run away. he just kills all the ones that are running away. He kicks, every, he kills every single one of them. And then he goes to see, he goes to see Fang, and it looks as if Fang is dead. And the, 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 the episode ends with him somberly uh, touching Fang, not feeling a pulse, and then looking at the ground. And then it ends. And for a while, I thought that'd be the, the end of the whole series. I yeah. was so bummed out. But that was just part one of season one. Part two of season one has my other two favorite episodes of the whole season. Yes. Uh, the first episode, episode six. It's called Scent of Prey. And that one... It takes place right after yeah. this episode. Basically, I believe Fang... Yeah. So Spear is walking away from Fang. Then he hears something. He yeah. goes back. She has a very faint... Pulse. She's still alive, just barely. So he spends the whole episode taking care of her. It shows the ingenuity uh, of the Spear character because he created a pulley system in order to drag. Because of course he can't carry a heavy T Rex on his own. Yeah. He creates, and that's the thing about Homo sapiens and Homo neanderthalus, whatever species of Homo that uh, Spear is. Uh, the cranial capacity is bigger. The capacity for tools is bigger. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So he was able to create these tools. It was very, very ingenious. And it really showed how much he cared for Fang in that episode, going through all those links to take care of her. And Jesse, what happens at that point? And eventually they get a they get attacked by a pack of like dog hyena thingies and they get stuck in a cave. And then Spear finds these little insects crawling around. Turns out the insects can be used for like prehistoric grass knuckles. So they go back out and fight the 
dog hyena things. Yes, he uses insects as brass knuckles, like these hard-shelled insects, and he just punches all these little lion creatures. Yeah. And because they're surrounding them, and then one of my favorite scenes is when they burst out of the cave, mm-hmm. Fang and Spear together again. Oh, it was beautiful. And then they roar at the very last scene. They roar, and then they kill everything, and then that gave me a real sen- a sense of hope. <laughs> All right. Um, the next episode, Plague of Madness, I love sauropods. I believe, what was that? Now, the interesting thing about Plague of Madness is it was aired on April Fools of 2020 early because I believe what Adult Swim does is it takes an episode of an upcoming season and shows it. So it left me and Mike confused as to why Fang is just suddenly okay. We thought it was before episode five at first. But no, it turns out it was episode seven. And oh, it was so good. The brutality of it all. Yeah. Dude, when those sauropods, I love sauropods. I was like, oh, finally, an episode with sauropods. And then they all die. So basically how they died is there was a little tiny baby parasaurolophus. That was a full-grown parasaurolophus. Those sauropods were that big. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so what happened was a parasaurolophus bit the leg of one of the sauropods, and he just brushed it off. And then eventually the sauropod would turn from its natural blue to a more sickly yellowish color. And then there's a scene where the sick sauropod is drinking from the water, and then he just throws up blood, filling the whole pond with blood. And then after that, he massacres the whole rest of his herd. There was one scene where one sauropod was trying to run away from him, but he caught up to him, and then he just... Spotty slammed him against the tree with spikes and it penetrated it. Yeah, and it was so cool seeing all... It was cool, but it was also very heartbreaking to see all the sauropods die like that. Spear and Fang come across the desecrated remains of all the sauropods, similar to that scene in Jurassic World where uh, the group comes upon the desecrated remains of the sauropods. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then the, the zombie sauropod notices them and chases them. For and, quite some time, and they can't avoid him. They obviously can't fight him. So eventually, they trap him on some sort of lava thing, and it collapses because it's a little very, very heavy. Collapses and burns, to, burns, destroyed. So fear and spear and fang saved the world from the zombie plague. Yeah, and what's somber about that is there was like tragic music playing as the sauropod was dying because it couldn't really control itself because it was sick. Okay, now, the next two episodes, to be honest, I didn't really like that much. Uh, Jesse, you can talk about episodes eight and nine. Okay, so episode eight is is called Coven of the Damned, and basically what happens is Spear and Fang come across these prehistoric witches, and they find another caveman like Spear getting cursed and all that, and basically the witches kill the um, caveman. But the witches find Spear and Fang are watching them, and then they send their lackeys to mind control Fang, and then they knock out Spear. And then there's another witch who has felt sympathetic for Spear and Fang, who went back into their memories to see all of the carnage that happened in episode one of the series. And then she feels more sympathy and decides to help them escape. And then they escape right before Spear is about to be sacrificed. And then the head witch, who is basically a shapeshifter, shapeshifts into a giant wolf. And her and the other witch fight a little bit while Spear and Fang escape. And that is pretty much all of Coven of the Dam for episode 8. Yeah, I didn't really like that one that much. Um, yeah, that's episode 9. <laughs> Yeah, episode nine is called The Night Feeder, and basically how it starts off is just a smilodon walking in the jungle at night, 
and then it gets brutally massacred by some sort of unseen creature. And then Spear and Fang find the remains of this said Smilodon, and they try to figure out what happened to it. So they decide to camp out at night, and not too far from them was a herd of Triceratops or Chasmosaurus-like creatures. The whole herd gets obliterated by this unseen creature. Oh yeah, they get destroyed. It is so brutal. And this this it's a pattern in the episode of the, the, the this mysterious creature massacring everything mm-hmm. like the the uh, ceratopsian what were they uh, uh styracosaurus maybe I think they're like triceratops or something like that I don't think they were triceratops but anyway we'll, did they have curved horns I don't remember I'll we'll figure remember. it out later anyway so they all got into a group you know defensive position but it wasn't enough they were all just obliterated there's one scene where the creature just literally slices its face in half yes it destroys them no problem like it's not even close mm-hmm. and then later on in the episode spear and fang are actually uh, are getting hunted by this creature too and just before the creature kills spear he's just flinging his spear around trying to like hit it before it could kill him but the tips but the tip of the spear strikes the ground and it causes like a little spark to come out the creature backs off from it and then spear and fang figure out that this thing's afraid of light Yes, and that's how they're able to trap it, finally. Yes, so they basically trap it in, like, a giant fire field, and then Spear takes his spear and chunks it at it, and then the creature is revealed to be, like, a Therizinosaur-like creature because it has, like, long claws, and the creature just burns in the ass. I didn't like that. I was expecting some sort of mythical creature because the show does go two separate directions. It goes in the direction of realistic creatures that actually existed and also goes into a more supernatural realm. So I was expecting something a bit more supernatural, but maybe it was the Indominus Rex. Who knows? Do you remember that little Compsognathus creature in that episode? Yes. There's a theory by some other fans of Primal that states that at night, that little copy turns into what's called the Night Feeder. That was the creature that killed off all those creatures. Because you're right. It's only ever seen at night. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. But anyway... Final episode of Primal Season 1. Slave of the Scorpion. Now, I like this episode because it has one of my all-time favorite creatures, the Lyoplorodon. Yes. A very, very childhood memory right there. Because remember, Ben Stiller used to narrate Prehistoric Planet. Yes. Is that what it was called? Pre- well, Christian Slater did Prehistoric Planet. Ben Slater did... No, what? Ben Stiller. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ben Stiller did the Walking with Dinosaurs part of Prehistoric Planet. Anyway, Lyoplorodons are really cool. If you ever seen Charlie the Unicorn, you'll know what a Lyoplorodon is. Look, Charlie, it's a Leoplorodon. That's that's my impression of the unicorn. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, Spear and Fang are fishing. Uh, they see this woman. This woman appears out of nowhere, runs into the woods, and she's being chased by the Leoplorodon. Spear and Fang kill the Lyoplorodon and find the woman. She's bald, um, and she is in some sort of uh stockade yeah it, it, jesse'd explain that so basically when they find the girl she basically has like the thing that that's around it's like a stock but you're not like explain stationary. what a stock is because i i know i want the audience to understand okay, this so back in some days like in the ancient times when people would get punished for a crime they would be placed in what's called the stocks which was basically a place where they stick your arms and your neck through holes where you wouldn't be able to get away yeah so was she in just in the neck corner or were her hands in it too i don't remember but i know definitely she had a neck stock or something yeah so and the thing is she can actually speak yeah. with words and she tells spear and fang that her name is mira but all she says was mira 
Yeah. And so what happens? She gets kidnapped by like a group of monkeys or something, right? Well, what I believe what happened was before that part, Mira's explained to Spear and Fang drawing stuff in the sand about where she came from. And one of the images of the sand was basically a giant horn thing with a sword. Yeah, that's the scorpion. She has this. Is it a brand or a tattoo on I the back? Of her, is it on the back of her head? Yeah, I think she did have a tattoo. I did forget where though. Uh, and that's probably from the master that she is trying to escape from. Mm-hmm. And and then what happens is later on in the episode they get attacked by another group of ape men, not the same ones from episode five, but a different group. Yeah. And then I believe they were trying to like capture her. But it turns out the ape men were also getting attacked by something else, too. So once all the ape men disperse, Spear and Fang find this set of footprints. They're similar to, like, human footprints. And then they go out to the shore, and they see a boat going away. Yeah. And then the episode ends with Spear saying Mira, his first word in the series. He spoke. He spoke. Yes. I'm so excited for season two. What do you think about the trailer? I saw the trailer. I I'm, I don't want to watch it a second time because I, I want to forget either. about it. I don't yeah. want to know. Like I had to watch it immediately because the the rush that came with it. But I don't want to watch it again, and I don't want to know there was a megalodon. I remember you there. get to see the scorpion master, whoever. Yes, I'm so excited for this series to develop even further. I think the introduction of Mira as a character is going to lead to a wedge between Spear and Fang, mm-hmm. and. I think at first Spear is going to really want to chase after Mira and Fang is going to be hesitant and perhaps trying to stop Spear from doing so. And I'm just really excited for it. I'm really happy it's coming back. I'm not sure if Mira is going to be like a permanent character or just maybe one or two more episodes, or maybe they'll spend like the first half of the season trying to get there. And I don't know. It's very, I don't, it's very interesting what's going to happen. As far as I know, there's no news of a season three, so I'm not sure if this is the final season. Well, I, I don't really know. Eventually, they're going to run out of animals and run right. out of cool things to do. But it's really cool. The, the animation is beautiful. The expressions of the characters. I mean, without even saying a word, these characters are able to have a moat. You can see the fear in the Styracosaurus's face as they're being mauled by the night creature. Mm-hmm. You can see the the desperation in the zombie sauropod as he just wants a drink of water. Remember that image where he's walking and walking, it pans to a shot of his face from below, and you can see how desperate he is. He's so thirsty, and then he turns into a zombie, and the other sauropods are like, well, what do we do? And they try to fight him, but they also don't want to hurt him, and then they never saw a chance to begin with. Mm-hmm. It, the facial expressions are perfect. Oh, the sound design is perfect. Yeah. It's a great show. A lot of classic dinosaur sounds are used in this. There's so many cool things in this show, and all of you should watch it. Yes. It is on Adult Swim. I believe you can watch the first episode on the website for free, but I think you need a cable subscription. It might be on HBO Max. Is it? I don't know. I said it might be. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I think that's... Do conc- you have anything else you want to say about Primal? Uh, let me... Let me get my thoughts together. Yeah, get your thoughts together, Jesse. Gosh, <laughs> you're taking too long. I know, I know. But Take your thoughts, put them in a bag, and get them together. Yes. So basically what we were talking about is Primal. It's a really great show. I recommend all of you guys watch it. Now, it probably might not be the best for every audience. Definitely not kids because of the violence and stuff. Kids need to be exposed to violence at an early age. No, probably not, though. Yeah, probably not. But I really liked it. I think anyone who's a fan, some people might not like it because there isn't any dialogue. It's a very visual show. Like you can't just have it on the background 
and be doing something else. If you want to get the full experience, you have to actually be paying attention to yeah. it. That's that's what I like most about Primal. It's a show where you got to like pay attention to get the story. Yeah, and especially as people become more and more difficult to for for programs to maintain the attention of. Like with me, most movies these days, unless I'm in a theater, I'm on my phone throughout the movie. It's like I don't care what goes on. Same with most TV shows. It's like eh, it's hard to get people invested. But with this, if you pay, I think it's pretty easy to get invested in the characters. Mm-hmm. And there's just two characters. I mean, Sphere and Fang. Spear, it's really Fang easy. And Mira. Well, Mira doesn't show up to the very end. Right, but she's going to be a character in season two, probably. Yeah. Well, anyway, that concludes this episode of Lessons with Mike. We'll be back. Uh, probably, maybe, to review more Primal episodes in greater detail. This was just a brief recap, and yeah, we'll be back. All right, this is the end of the episode. Goodbye. We'll see you all next time.